0: hi guys hi welcome to kawaii cast
1: welcome and we're still on spotify we haven't been kicked off yet yet (laughs) that's the ultimate goal yet (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully you guys are listening to us on spotify or one of the many many uh different podcasting apps or our website
0: yeah um i checked uh anchor the the site we go through to put us on spotify and all that fun stuff and it's mm-hmm. uh i checked it earlier today it said we're on six different platforms mm-hmm. obviously plus our website so
1: yeah so fantastic so we are still a podcast
0: yes yes it's still you, official you
1: guys still have to put <laughs> up with us for at least 100 more episodes
0: <laughs> that's the goal yeah
1: <laughs> So, let's begin this episode with anime news. News in anime.
0: Anime news. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I know ReZero, second season, got delayed.
1: Yes. Because
0: of coronavirus.
1: Yeah. We haven't been talking too much about coronavirus here on this podcast, because we're not really that kind of podcast. But it is important to note that it is affecting things in Japan. So, and I'd rather the animators have time to stay home and stay healthy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Then be
1: pushed into a workplace where they have to be in close quarters and risk getting sick, so. Yeah. So if anime gets delayed, it gets delayed. It sucks, but we, right. we need our animators to stay healthy. Right. So, uh, other anime news... Promare is back in theaters (laughs) for one more weekend.
0: Yes. ah, oh my. Who who would have guessed?
1: I know, right? I'm so excited. We got our tickets. They're going to be playing both shorts before the movie.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, we got one short when we went last time, and everybody who hadn't seen the movie before got really confused. They were like, is this the movie? And then it was just a short. And then the movie, the actual movie started, and everybody was like... Oh, is this the movie? <laughs> 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 beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so if you guys have not seen ProMare and you are going to the new screening, there are two shorts before the movie starts. So, it's. it's- I don't like that they play the shorts before the movie, though, because you kind of need to know the context of the movie to get the shorts. So, I think they should have played them after the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird. But And uh, I forget which anime con it is, but there is an anime con that did announce that they are doing a cheer screening of Promare on the first weekend of May.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, so if you don't know what a cheer screening is, a cheer screening is where uh, it's basically like kind of a party. It's kind of like an idol show. They'll give you like uh, light sticks and stuff there. And there will be certain cues where you'll have to respond. So, like, if some something happens, you cheer a specific word or phrase. Anytime it happens in the movie. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a where's Waldo sort of thing.
0: I mean, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it does sound fun. So, that one, I will warn you guys, that's going to be for people who've already seen the movie. Like, don't go to a cheer screening if it's something that you just want to sit down and enjoy quietly. Yeah. So, but stuff definitely a good movie to do that kind of stuff with.
0: So. all the hype
1: yeah i am so excited to see the theaters one more time like i have not seen a movie in theaters this many times since lord of the rings for reals so i'm really excited uh any other anime news
0: uh you know nothing comes to mind
1: yeah nothing comes to mind for me either uh little podcast news though We might have another podcat.
0: We might, I know.
1: So Tyler just brought in another cat. And they're kind of on a trial period right now. She's kind of shy. So maybe you guys will have more podcat here on the podcast.
0: Double the podcat, double the fun. (laughs) Double the podcat. Maybe there'll
1: be a podcat that sits on my lap during the podcast.
0: Right? I mean, we've got this one on my lap.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. I I hope that she likes it here. Me too. And she's a calico.
0: (laughs) She's cute. She's She's sweet. She's so cute. I said it's just kind of trial until she you know, we figure out if she'll handle. Yeah. Handle it.
1: So. Uh with that, I think we could go ahead and move on to the episode. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this episode. It's kind of another follow up to an episode that we did. Like, I, at least over a year ago, it's, I think. It's, it's been, been a, a while. while. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this anime multiple times on the show, and to me, it was the biggest anime that I was excited for this season. If you're not excited about it, I don't know what's wrong with you, uh, other than maybe you just haven't watched it before. In which case, go binge watch it. This is one that's worth go, binge watching. Go check
0: it out. It's absolutely worth it.
1: Yeah. And that, of course, if you could tell by the title card, is Q. Haikyuu.
0: Hi-Q.
1: I. That means
0: volleyball.
1: Yeah, it means volleyball. <laughs> because the mangaka <laughs> is very, very creative. So, all, all
0: the creativity.
1: Yeah, so we waited for an ungodly amount of time for season four of Haikyuu. Yeah,
0: how long was it? Was uh, it two years?
1: No longer. Uh, it came out the si- or season three came out the same year as Yuri on Ice, so that was oh, so that's two thousand sixteen. Wow. Yeah, that was the last time we saw High oh, So Dang. Uh, three and a half years, I believe.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, because I think it was the spring season of two thousand sixteen is when it came out. I Gran- know.
0: Granted, I think we waited probably the same amount of time for uh, the. Actually, no, it's longer. -hmm. We waited four or five years for the second season of Don Machi.
1: Yeah, but that's Don Machi.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Don Machi is fantastic.
1: I'm still technically waiting for the second season of Don Machi because I haven't (laughs) watched it. I watched a few episodes of it, I promise. But yeah, so.
0: But yeah, no, like, normally anime don't get a season of. second season if it's that late
1: yeah and i know for a while they were just saying like oh well we need to wait until there's enough content in the manga because when season three wrapped up the manga was not that far behind it in fact i think with the latest episode that came out was actually where the manga was when season three wrapped up just to give you a perspective of how little content they had to work with yeah so they're like we're waiting till the content is far enough ahead that we can make something that we're really proud of and then it did get far enough ahead but most of the production team either started working on other big projects or had left entirely or the team just kind of got split up yeah. and a lot of those animators weren't working there anymore or were doing other things and they also got a big job working on persona 5 and then they had that running anime which was really fantastic and that yeah studio ig just has done a lot
0: <laughs> yeah so so this season of haikyuu is by it's a different
1: it's still studio ig
0: Okay, so it's just a different team. That's it's a different it. team. Okay. And they
1: redesigned the characters in a new art style that definitely feels a lot softer and like their hair is a lot fluffier and their eyes are definitely a lot rounder, but it looks more like the manga.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people have pointed out that Bokuto did get a little bit buffer in this new art style, but he's still not as buff as he is in the manga. Boku- because
0: Bokuto's learning to lift okay
1: yeah he was bar he was bara bokuto <laughs> and the manga i almost said barato and it sounded like baruto and i was like <laughs> and, no and you're going no
0: no we're, we're not talking about that anime yeah today. so he but
1: he was bara as fuck he was an owl that lifts and, and who bokuto
0: who that's the joke never mind
1: (laughs) no i got it the second time (laughs) we have to be careful one of us is possessed by an owl who that's the thing we don't
0: (laughs) oh oh my
1: it's my level of humor but yes i I was super excited when we got the official announcement and all the character designs. Uh, we got the OVAs for uh, Owls versus Cats and then Cats vs. Snecks. Yes. The one thing I will say, I was a little disappointed, though, with the Owls or Cats vs. Snecks. For some reason, that entire match felt a thousand times more intense in the manga. Really? Yeah, like I felt like there was just, there wasn't as much tension in the anime version of it. I think maybe it was because I wasn't quite used to the soft character designs or something. I don't know, it just felt like it was. Or maybe it was because I was reading it at my own pace. There's just something that was like, it didn't have as much bite to it.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like, I don't know if it's just we haven't gotten to any of the really intense moments in this new season, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like it does have quite the the intense feel that like the older seasons have had
1: yeah so i'm hoping that that changes it because trust me when i say that these upcoming arcs are incredible like so incredible and that's what i really wanted to talk about with this episode is why you should be excited that it's back and if you haven't watched haikyuu before why you should because In spite of the fact that we have hit so many different, like, sports anime crazes and waves and a sports anime, one anime of the year and all that stuff, I am here to tell you that Haikyuu is still the best sports anime.
0: It is, um, it really is. Like, it's, it's the, basically the go-to for comparison of, like, sports anime. Yeah. Like, just like with, um like, really long-running shonen series. Basically, the go-to comparison is like, is, like, One Piece. Yeah. You know, that's that's just how it is because it it's such high quality. It's so good that, you know, y- you can't help but compare it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's the reason why when Run With The Wind came out, a lot of people were like, oh, if you like Q, you'll like Run With The Wind. And it's the reason why I feel like... God, I just feel like there's never going to be a sports anime that really captures me the way that Haikyuu did. I, there's a lot of sports anime I like. I like Run with the Wind. Um, I like Free. I like Yuri on Ice. Uh, that Sumo one was pretty good as well. I can't think of the name of it right now.
0: Uh, yeah, started with an H. I can't remember. That one just and wrapped, I watched it.
1: Yeah, that one just wrapped up its manga uh, like the end of last year. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good sports anime, but just Haikyuu is the best. And I want to talk about why.
0: Uh, Haikyuu is really good. Um, I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum where like I, I'm i not a fan of most sports anime. Mm-hmm. Until I get my curling anime, that is. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But yeah, like uh, Haikyuu was one that obviously caught my attention that I really liked. Um, the sumo wrestling one is is actually really good you know i mm-hmm. I, I felt, felt it had kind of that same feel that Haikyuu brought to the table.
1: I really want to get you to binge watch run with the wind still I think you would genuinely like it.
0: I don't even run
1: <laughs> I don't run either I barely walk i you've seen me run I do the white girl jog. <laughs>
0: So, okay. Uh, Run With The Wind, there's... I mean, obviously it's, like, the boys running team, right? Yeah. Like, are... Do you catch glimpses of the girls running team?
1: No, it's a college team.
0: So it's co-ed. No. Okay.
1: No, it's, uh... It's basically, like, uh, free running. Uh, but it's... A boys team and they're not it's not like a team like oh we're going to nationals it's like literally like a club that's like we're gonna try to enter this track meet
0: okay well yeah. i guess i can't do my follow-up question there's
1: marathon <laughs> yeah so no there's there's no girls running team but there is a girl that is like she's not really the manager she's actually a high school student but she's kind of like volunteering to help the boys running team
0: uh, does she get college credits for that <laughs>
1: Uh no she's she's a community volunteer oh yeah it's like a community service kind of thing she's just helping out her so she
0: gets to put it on her resume for college yeah basically basically okay
1: (laughs) so (laughs) then she just really likes helping she likes the main guy so
0: oh I see
1: not like that though she's 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 a good character
0: but I'll take your word for it
1: yeah I really do think that you should binge watch that anime because I think you'd really like it.
0: Okay, but if I do that, then we're both going to have to binge-watch Keijo.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll watch a few episodes of Keijo with you. I think that's the equivalent.
0: <laughs> Fair. So I actually don't think I plan on watching Keijo. I don't know, I might check it out, but...
1: Yeah, I'll watch a few episodes with you. I think that's the equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I want to talk to you guys why Haki is the best. Why you should watch it? Why you should be excited that's back, and why Bokuto is best boy until you meet the Mia twins. <laughs> that's
0: that's one person's opinion.
1: The Mia twins, you don't even know that the Mia twins are the best characters.
0: I meant the Bokuto part.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. A- Atsumu Miyu is the best boy who has ever existed in any form of anything ever, and you don't even know it yet. You don't even know how much you love him yet
0: i'll take your word for it
1: yeah you are so in love with him it's ridiculous you're like my precious fox boy i can't believe it took me this long to realize you've always been there for me and i didn't even know that's literally you all right yeah because that's all of us (laughs) (laughs) if you say so atsumu miyu is great (laughs)
0: How do I know you again?
1: Uh, We met on Facebook.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: You fed me once.
0: Shit. That was my first mistake.
1: I got you to watch Haikyuu, and you were like, fuck, they made me an anime character. Fuck. (laughs) So, yeah, let's start with the new art style, because, as we mentioned, this is... Kind of the most mixed feeling thing because I feel like the animation is feeling a lot softer. I don't think it's bad animation by any means because it's gorgeous and it's smooth and it's really, really well done. And I like how it looks, but it doesn't feel intense anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Like I said, I don't know if that's just because there hasn't been like the intense moments Yeah, you know, but yeah, it just it doesn't feel quite the same.
1: And that's the thing that Haikyuu really sold itself on in the early days when it first became an anime was, oh, my God, I didn't know volleyball could be this intense. And now it's like now it kind of feels like what I feel like volleyball feels like. And as I kind of feel like this is the point. Like, it shouldn't feel like what volleyball feels like to the audience. It should feel like what volleyball feels like to the players, which is intense, which is, like, birds, which is, like, the, you know, wall of dateko Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff is, like, this raw energy and power and passion and everything we care about. And for some reason, they're always so ridiculously sweaty, even when they've been on the bench the entire time. <laughs>
0: Just just dripping pools of sweat.
1: Yeah, and I think that this first match in Nationals is really going to show off whether or not this new style is going to be up for the task of recreating that intensity. Because this first match, it's one of those like, yeah, of course Karasuna's going to win, but they go full fucking throttle right out the start gate. Especially Asahi, who uh, kind of gets a reputation in Tokyo as being the samurai of Karasuno.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic, it's I love so it. It's so
1: fantastic, and he's a fucking tank. Uh,
0: so who are they going to be end up matched with in the first round?
1: I forget their name. That's how like unimportant they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: uh are are they the ones with the ugly yellow and green no
1: no those are the uh favorite to win actually because the one guy that like is like the germaphobe who hates crowds and everything uh same though yeah he's actually the number one player in the country Okay. or at least the high school division the 18 and under youth division he's the number one player so his school is the favorite to win okay so yeah, he's that's it's kind of a big deal. So they're going to be like the ones to beat. I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> the other teams that are the favorite to win are Fukurodani because Bokuto is the fifth place best uh player in the country. Uh I forget the name of the team, but it's like the one with the second like highest ranking. That school is more like DataCo, like their big thing is defense. And I forget that school's name too. And uh uh the Mia Twins school. I know. Okay. Uh that one is Inarizaki. Hi. So, Alright. Yeah, and I remember Inarizaki because Inari means fox.
0: And it's got the fox foxy boys they're the
1: foxy boys they're the fox (laughs) twins and i love them so much they are the best
0: boys
1: (sighs) twin foxes
0: twin are they actually twins they're twins they're they're, they're the mew twins all right
1: yeah so uh one has i I do
0: like me some twins
1: yeah you're gonna love them (laughs) oh my god you don't even know how great they are they're so great (laughs) I love them so much. Every time I see me any of the Mewtwoids, I just want to cry. I'm um, just like, look at my boys. Look at my sons. I love them so much. They're such brats. <laughs> there are those kids that, like, you know that they're bad. You know that they're, like, you know, they're, they're the kids that, like, they cry until they get the snow cone kind of kids. And you know that they're spoiled and you know that they're awful. But then they're also just like, they always wash their hands and they always say please. And, you know, they go to bed at a reasonable hour and you're just kind of like, I can't help but love them because they're so good. And they get good grades. Sound
0: sound like terrible kids.
1: They're great. (laughs) They're wonderful. They always cough in their sleeve.
0: I mean, that's an admirable quality.
1: Yes. (laughs) But you know they also wiped boogers on somebody once.
0: (laughs) At least once.
1: Yeah. So it's like, they're the overachievers, but they're also kind of brats. Uh, I love them so much. But they got big dreams. They got big dreams, and I hope those dreams come true. And yeah, you guys don't even know how much I love the Mia twins. (laughs) I don't know if you guys could tell.
0: I can't tell. Please explain more. Yeah,
1: no, I will. <laughs> but then there's also Bokuto. And let me tell you guys,
0: he's Bo- kind of an asshole.
1: No, he's not. He's never been an asshole. He's
0: kind of an. When asshole. was he an asshole? Uh, during the entire training camp.
1: He was never an asshole in the training camp. He helped everybody.
0: By being an asshole. No,
1: he was never an asshole. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like he was never an asshole. Like, he was that person that, like, everybody was, like, even, like, Karasuno, when they were facing against him, they were just, like, oh, my God, Bo-Kuto is so cool that we want to beat him. And then everybody on his team's, like, yeah, Bokuto's kind of a pain because he gets in his moods, but we want to support him and we want to help him, like, rise to the top because he's such a cool person. Like, he was never an asshole. He's a pouty, whiny baby, but he's not an asshole.
0: Pouty, whiny baby. Yeah,
1: he's a pouty, whiny baby.
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: he's an f- actual five year old, but <laughs> he's
0: so- hey, he's but he's yeah, never he's, been an asshole. He's very temperamental.
1: Yeah, it's you're thinking of uh, Oikawa was the asshole.
0: That's it, Oikawa. Yeah. He's yeah. the asshole.
1: He's the asshole. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, but he bought everybody ramen because he said he would.
0: At least he keeps his promises. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> they said if he missed his first serve, then he'd have to buy everybody ramen. <laughs>
0: That'll earn him.
1: Yeah, so... I think actually the funny thing about that is I think he actually got his serve in, and he still bought everybody ramen. So, yeah. Oikawa's an asshole, but he, he's a man of his word. also really love Oikawa in upcoming arcs that we're not going to get to in the anime for a while, but he's he's one of those... Every character in this series is great in their own way, but Bokuto was never an asshole. Bokuto is actually the sweetest human being... On the planet, he lives to make other people better. Like, here's the thing, like, Bokuto knows that he's the best. But that's because he fucking worked at it. Like, he never stops working on things. He knows that he has flaws, and he wants to better himself because of that. And there's even, like, this one scene in the manga where uh, he's running because they're doing, like, their, like, warm-up run. And everybody else in Fukurodani is getting exhausted and tired, so they're like, we're going to take the shortcut and head back to school. And Bokuto keeps going on the normal route, and he turns around and he sees that everybody in Fukurodani is already gone. And instead of getting discouraged or upset or feeling lonely, he just, he keeps running. He's like, I'm... I'm not going to stop. Like, I'm, they could do what they want. I'm not going to get mad at them. I'm just going to keep going forward. And then, you know, when he's working with Akashi for the first time, Akashi's just like, oh, I, I'm not good enough for Bokuto or whatever. And Bokuto's like, Akashi, you did this really, really cool thing earlier, and I don't know how you did it. Tell me what you did. Oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And he's like... But you don't need to do those things because you're already, like, ridiculously talented and cool and everything. And he's like, no, 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 that's not true at all. No matter how good I am at one thing, if I don't know how to do another thing, I need to learn how to do that other thing. Because I need to know how to do everything. If I don't know how to do everything, then somebody's going to use that against me. And so he's, like, the sweetest person. And then he sees Hinata, who does this incredible jump and has all this great power but doesn't know how to use it. And he's just like, you... You're gonna be the best player ever, but I gotta teach you how. And that's how he does it. He's like, he knows that he's the best, but he doesn't act like that makes him better than anybody.
0: Do you think his teammates have decided to just have Snickers in their bags all the mm. time for his mood swings? They have
1: metaphorical <laughs> Snickers for his mood swings.
0: Just like Bokuto, eat a Snickers. You're not the same when you're hungry.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have the metaphorical versions of that. Okay. Cause they usually tell him things like, Oh, that girl in the crowd said you were super cool or stuff like that. That's what I like about him though. Like I I don't think I've ever seen a character in any kind of shonen who is so confidently like the top dog. But isn't like, I gotta defend my throne. It's always just like, everybody else should be better too. Like, I I ran miles to do this. I got here because I wanted to be here. If you guys want to be here, come up here with me.
0: Ascend the throne.
1: Exactly. He's like, there's room for everyone. And it's gonna suck if I lose it to somebody but then I'll just get it back. Because that's how that's what you do. That's what this game is about and that's kind of the attitude you should have when you're in a, anything competitive. You shouldn't think I need to keep my position as the top dog. You should think like if somebody beats me, I'm going to turn around and beat them back. Like yeah. They they worked hard, so I should work harder. And as both of us have been in competition before. I think it's such a great attitude. And it's the reason I love him. And it's the reason why he's the goodest boy who has ever existed. And while uh, Atsumu Miyu is my favorite, he's definitely wiped boogers on somebody before. <laughs> and Pokuto never has. <laughs> one is an owl and one is a fox. It's a really good metaphor, and then you have the purest, sweetest child who has ever existed on the planet. Has never done anything wrong ever in his life, and I love him for it. And that is Asahi.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's my Asahi, favorite. I don't think
1: Asahi could do a bad thing if he tried.
0: Wasn't at one point they thought that he was like a delinquent or yeah, something? Yeah, he like looks like a thug. Teams?
1: Yeah. Like, all the uh, other schools from their district thinks that he's, like, some kind of, like, thug. Or that he's actually, like, 25 years old and has been held back in high school for so long.
0: And he's just like, I ran out of milk for my cereal this morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, he is the epitome of, like, that person that's like, I'm a, I'm tough. I'm I'm super strong and I could be a thug and somebody's like Asahi the other day you were crying about snakes they, have they don't no have legs. any legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah like even like uh, the New Year's shrine episode where like they're talking about like how you're not supposed to like. Wish for things at the shrine. You're supposed to like thank, or whatever, be thankful for what you have. Be thankful
0: for what you have.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, but I wished for a lot of things. I even wished that that the neighbor's dog got better."
0: (laughs) 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 And he was the one that got the bad luck. Yeah,
1: he got the bad fortune. (laughs) I was so excited to see that scene in the anime. Like, that was hands down my favorite moment in the manga. And I was like, I'm so excited this is getting animated. The New Year scene is so great. (laughs) And it's one of the reasons I really love the new, like, art style and the animation style. Is it really brings a lot more of those, like, sweet, like, slice of life moments that they have together a lot better, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I absolutely loved, um what's her name like they're the team manager like they're all what? hanging out with the the third years and and she says something and they they all cheer and she just gets this cute little smirk on her face she and it's loves like oh them. my god
1: she loves all three of the third years they're like brothers to her and she's like she's really sweet to them and she's grateful that she gets to spend time with them because it's like she doesn't have a lot of friends that are her age But at the same time, she's also kind of sees them as, like, brothers. And she could be mean to them, too, because they're, like, her brothers. Yeah. Like, she's especially mean to Asahi.
0: (laughs) Why? Don't pick on my cinnamon roll.
1: (laughs) She picks on him because he's a cinnamon roll. Rude. (laughs) Like, I remember, because in season two, he started wearing his hair a lot looser. And the reason is because she saw how tight he was tying his hair. And she's just like...
0: She had to tease
1: him. Yeah, she's like, I think you're going to go bald. <laughs> she's like, you wear your hair so tight, I th- I think it's going to pull all your hair out. And so he started wearing his hair looser so she wouldn't freak out about it. <laughs> and then when she's talking to, like, the other team managers, and they're just like, oh, you have, like, that one guy, your ace is, like, a thug or whatever. She's like, no, nah, he's kind of a sheep. Like, <laughs> he's really weak-willed. So yeah, she's she's always a bit uh mean to Asahi, but she's she she means well by it. Like she's not doing so so that way she could just be an asshole. She's doing so because it's like that's what you do like with your siblings. You're you're kind of mean to them so that way they toughen up. Yeah. So that they work on things. Asahi's also the negative goatee member of the group. So that's why Suga always beats him up. Because Asahi is always like, oh, if I. If this happens, then, like, all these bad things will happen. Or, like, when they're uh, in the tournament or whatever, he's like, if we don't win these this tournament, then all the third years will have to leave the volleyball team. And it'll be our last match or whatever. And goes like, negativity, be god! And we'll, like, smack <laughs> Just, him. Like, hits him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's the
1: negative goatee.
0: <laughs> Poor Asahi. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love when Suga punches him. We actually have a friend that cosplays Suga and you cosplay Asahi and we actually got like a video or a photo of her punching you and it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that was good. That was fun. We
1: also a Suga in Idaho and we told her that it was okay to punch you and she was so scared. She
0: was, she was like, what? No, I can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's like, like please go ahead. He won't
1: feel it. <laughs> Uh, I love the intensity Daichi's had this season as well. Daichi has gotten far more tense. I think easily one of my favorite moments is when uh, Daichi tells Hinata and Kagayama like, he's like, don't practice too much. You guys need to go get your rest or whatever. And then they decide to, like, go all intense. And then Daichi just grabs onto the window. And he's like, I told you to go home. <laughs> yeah. And Asi and Suga are just laughing about it.
0: Good old Dad Chi.
1: Dad Chi and suga Mama.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love the third years and I think that the National's arc we see more of like that third year bonding. More than we did in the previous seasons. Like they've always been like friends, but they're like the three of them are like attached to the hip now. They they're great. Ah, you're supposed to keep your phone on silent. Big whoops, my bad. So yeah, mostly I'm just gushing about this anime. I don't know if we've actually explained to people why it's so good. (laughs)
0: Um, I I mean, you kind of explained it. Like it just, uh, like in previous seasons, it kind of it gives you the feel of. Kind of the point of view from the players, like, like, it's, it's intense, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that burst of adrenaline, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas, like, me, personally, I, I don't like watching most sports.
1: Yeah, I hate watching sports.
0: But playing can be fun, like, I like playing sports, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But watching it is kind of boring. So, like, getting that point of view of, like, what volleyball is like from the point of view of the players kind of gives you that same adrenaline rush, you know, that that you'd get if you were actually there playing yourself.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, a lot of people have criticized, they're like, oh, it's too intense. It's too metaphorical. But it's, like, that's kind of the state of mind you're in when you're playing sports. Like, you're not you're not just thinking like oh yeah this is just a simple thing with simple rules like you feel that level of exhaustion you feel that level of hype you feel like when you jump higher you feel like you're flying and you almost have to visualize yourself flying to reach those kind of heights and I- i've never seen a series really capture that better than haiku like the one that's come closest is run with the wind And even that didn't quite get to the same level as Haikyuu does. And the most, most, most impressive thing that Haikyuu does that I have yet to see any other sports anime quite do so well is that every single arc continues to teach you about volleyball. Like, coming from the perspective of people who have never played volleyball before or never cared about volleyball before... I.Q. makes you not only care about what they're doing, but n- makes you understand the rules. So even if you go like watch another volleyball match on TV or you decide to play a little bit with your friends, you can pick it up just from what you learned from I.Q.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you're not going to suddenly and, be more athletic, <laughs> but...
0: Uh, it, it also kind of explains, you know, like like each team's strategies, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, what is it, Doteco? Yeah, has has the wall, you know, where they always have at least two blockers on someone, you know, and and they talk about uh, read blocking versus
1: guess blocking, guess
0: blocking, and you know all that sort of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, and using the animal metaphors actually also kind of helps explain the different. Sorry, excuse me. Explain the different strategies as well, like, uh, Karasuno being crows, they. Crows are scavengers. They pick up what these other teams are doing. They pick up the things that they enjoy. They throw away the things that they don't care about. And they utilize those kinds of strengths. But also, Karasuno is a very aerial team. Their defense is good. Mostly their blocking is good. But their receives are actually one of their weakest aspects. They have Nishinoya to pick up some of the receiving, but... Up through the third season, Nishinoya and Daichi were the only two members of their team that knew how to receive properly. Uh, Asahi could receive, but wasn't great at it. Uh, Hinata was awful at receiving. And Kageyama usually didn't receive because it's not a good idea to have your setter receive. It's usually a good idea to have somebody else receive and get the ball back to the setter.
0: Yeah, that way the setter could set up the spike yeah
1: exactly so it's like you know and Tanaka wasn't good at receiving either like again he could but wasn't a good strength of his so really other than Nishinoya and sometimes Daichi their ground defense is not great however you have like Suki and Kageyama and sometimes even Hinata who could do really good blocks also, Asahi, who also is just naturally tall and makes for a good wall, even if he's not quite as good at jumping as Hinata, and he's not quite as good at reading as uh, Suki.
0: Yeah, I um, actually like it wasn't this episode, but it was in this season where they're all doing their their jumps, you know, to touch the 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 backboard on the the basketball thing to see who gets highest. Mm-hmm. And like, also, he, you know, realizes, hey, wait a second, Hinata, this kid who's like a foot shorter than me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is is getting higher than me. Oh, and, it
1: was the exact same height,
0: you know. And and he's like, I need to start pushing myself, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, and and that's kind of what the team does. Like they, he did they... that
1: in the summer training too, where uh, when him and Hinata collided because they were going after the same spike, uh. They blamed Hinata saying, you weren't supposed to go for that. That was obviously Asahi's, you stepped out of line. But instead of Asahi getting mad at Hinata, he realized, Hinata's hungry. He's, He's coming for my position. And he's getting better every single time we play a practice match. And he's learning new things and he's adapting. If I keep being the same person... I'm never going to be able to beat that. And so he started doing things like learning how to do running serves. Yeah. Or like jump serves. Jump
0: serves and and whatnot.
1: And he also learned how to be more assertive as well. He, uh... Oh, there's, there's a cat. Uh, let me finish this statement and then we can pause it. Uh, he... There was a moment where he basically... He knew Hinata was, again, getting hungry. And instead... He planted his feet on the ground and gave off this energy like, this is my spike. Yeah. And Hinata backed off. And so Hinata being, you know, the crazy kid he is actually taught us he had to be confident on the volleyball match. So we'll pause right here. Yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, the biggest advantage Karasuno has is really their aerial game. But in this season we see Hinata actually learning how to receive, which is a big deal because that was the one thing Hinata could not do to save his life.
0: Yeah, um, not not just that, but it's like he, he went back basically went back to basics, you know, mm. like he, he realized uh like one of his coaches said, but you know, basically there's nothing wrong with big starting ball boy. Be, you know, starting from the beginning. And like him sneaking into the camp or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, was was a great opportunity for him because he finally got the chance to not be a player, but he, he got the chance to watch other players and see what they were doing and see how he could util- utilize those things to improve himself.
1: Yeah. And I will say, Hinata's uh, receiving game becomes fantastic. <sighs> Like, holy shit, he becomes a badass. And Hinata learns that, yeah, his, he's most famous for being in the air. But you have to be good on the ground if you want to fly. Yeah. Then you have situations like Nekoma, where they are cats. And cats aren't flying creatures. They, they can pounce and they can jump but cats are at their best when they're on all four paws. And so their strategy is not necessarily their jumps, but their receives. Yeah. Like, they have Kuro, who is the best blocker in the prefecture, and he's the one who taught Suki how to be really good at blocking. But they have uh, Yaku, who is the best libero in the prefecture. And All of their team is really, really good at defense. They're not as great at blocking as Dateko. They're not a wall, but they're cats. Yeah. They're good at keeping an eye on the ball, and they're good at keeping it off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of cats. (laughs) He's
0: got the zoomies. He's got the zoomies. Uh, Yeah, so what was I going to say?
1: Then versus Fukurodani, the Owls... They are 100% air game. They have almost no ground game at all. They're similar to Karasuno, where it's like, their receives are not great. But damn, are they good at spiking. Everybody in Fukurodani is good at spiking. Yeah. And Bokuto is the best spiker in the prefecture. So he's, like I said, he's one of the top five aces. And so every strategy they have is just... Jump, 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 jump. Just, Get the ball to Bocajo. Jump, jump, all the way, jump, jump.
0: Always be in the air.
1: Yeah. And they're terrifying because of that. Because their attacks are some of the most powerful in the series. Like, we see a lot of well-rounded teams that can be like, oh, well, we have some good blockers. We have some good receivers. We have some good spikers. You know, these, everybody does their part. But Fudodon is just, everybody's in the air. Everybody's attacking at full force. And Bokuto is the top dog, or owl.
0: <laughs> the top owl.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those once they're attacking, there's not a lot you can do, because if you ever seen an owl catch its prey, not much you could do to stop an owl.
0: Uh, yeah, owls are, owls are great. <laughs>
1: yeah, so Fukurodani lives up to that owl reputation, and. You see that a lot with like all the characters. Like the snakes are the snake in the grass. You have the foxes are clever and are similar to the crows. They actually adapt really quickly. And that's why the Inarizaki match I'm super looking forward to. I think you guys are going to love the Inarizaki match. And we have the Seagull team and yeah, there's just there's a lot of really great teams. So they're they're all fantastic and I love them all so much you guys have no idea how excited I am for nationals we're at nationals you guys
0: <laughs> nationals
1: we're doing it for the third years
0: does or, or, does Hanata get to live up to his role model the little giant
1: oh i don't want to spoil that okay oh uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode if you don't mind me spoiling things for you
0: uh i don't mind okay we'll, we'll
1: save it for the end of the episode so the end of the episode is gonna have major manga spoilers and then when i say major i mean major manga spoilers you guys <laughs> like i will tell you guys to turn off the episode before i talk about it okay i promise you because it's big it's a big... It's
0: huge.
1: It's, yeah. No, it's a <laughs> little giant. <laughs> but let's talk about... So we talked about, like, how the metaphors and everything play out. We talked about how it gets you interested in volleyball, but, like, even where the manga's currently at, the manga's currently on its final arc. Like, this is, like, after they've graduated and everything, and... We're playing on the big stage in the final arc of the manga. The manga cause actually announced that this is it. He's not making any more after this. And so a lot of people are like, oh my god, I can't believe this is it. Like, even then, we're still learning new things about volleyball. We're still learning things about, like, why these characters get excited about volleyball. We still see them going back to the basics. We still see Hinata doing stupid shit. Just so he could be better at one specific thing in this game. And he works really hard for it. And he's so great, you guys. Of course. I think they recently did a poll for, like, the best boy in Haikyuu or whatever. Like, uh, Crunchyroll posted the results. Hinata had 40% of the votes. Dang. And the other 60 was spread out. All of my favorite... That's
0: Im- That's impressive.
1: All of my favorite boys made the top 11. Of course. Yeah. I feel like, uh, n- you know, Atsumu should have been higher on that list. Like I said, you guys don't know yet. Because he's only been in the anime for like a little while. And he was like an asshole for the episode that he was there. But yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> he definitely rubs snot on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that Mia says when you meet him is oh you're a little goody two-shoes aren't you but to be fair he says that to Kageyama and Kageyama kind of deserves to be shit on I'm sorry I am liking Kageyama a lot more this arc than I did in previous arcs though because the thing is Kageyama is a genius he was born to play volleyball he's just a volleyball machine that's the only thing he knows how to do. And he everything he does with himself is based around what he's going to do with volleyball. And the funny thing is, Kageyama is the main protagonist in every single sports anime. And I think it's the reason a lot of people don't get into sports anime is because most people don't know anybody who's that dedicated to one thing. And he's like... A super rare person but every single sports anime is just like yeah that's how all sports protagonists should be yeah super focused on just the sport and that's the eat breathe and sleep sleep the sport and they were born to do it and they're genius at it
0: and sports
1: sport ball but like take free for example the main character in free is like a fish like he's literally a fish he he basically sleeps in his bathtub. He has, like, 17 swimsuits.
0: Oh, please. You can't tell me you've never slept in a bathtub He before.
1: does it regularly. <laughs> it's not one of those, like, oh, I was taking a bath and I fell asleep. No, it's... He sleeps in his bathtub. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he sleeps with water in the bathtub. He is... Like, if you ask him what his sexual orientation is, it's water.
0: Uh, yeah, that's gross.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's an H two O file.
0: Unless you ask the fangirls what his sexual preference is.
1: They'll still say water. <laughs> he's he's bi, but not for like girls and guys, it's for guys in water.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> uh but he's you know, the best swimmer. He was born swimming, he's a fish. His You know, spirit animal's a dolphin. He eats nothing but herring. Like, that's his favorite food. And all he's ever wanted to do was swim. It's like his whole entire life, and he's the protagonist. And the thing is, my problem with those types of main character archetypes is that they don't connect to the audience very well. Because it's like, unless you already enjoyed swimming, you're not going to relate to that.
0: It seems like they don't often have much depth to them it's like that's mm-hmm. all there is it's just oh I swim oh I, I play volleyball oh I
1: Yeah, Haikyuu was the first sports anime to really find a counter to the Haru archetype with Kageyama by introducing Hinata who yes he loves volleyball but he actually didn't start with volleyball he actually played baseball when he was a kid In fact, the first time he watched the Little Giants match, he was on his way to a baseball game. So, like, he got into volleyball really late. And then when he was in middle school, he tried to start a volleyball club, but there was no boys volleyball club, so he had nobody to play with. And then he, you know, helped out with, like, the tennis club and the basketball club and all that. So he played all these different sports, but really just wanted to play volleyball. And then in his, you know, third year of middle school, he finally got to play a match, and they didn't even get, like, one set. They got one point the entire match. And that that was it. Like, he, he only got a spike one time, and it, you know, lost him the match. And yeah. He was, you know, normally you would look at, like, his and Kageyama's situation, you think they're destined rivals, but then they became destined teammates, and it was such a bold move because what that did was it gave us that super in-depth, experienced, genius player Kageyama. But they balanced him out with the amateur, doesn't even know the basics, but has the spirit. Hinata
0: has to has to try extra hard.
1: Yeah, he's playing catch up. He's never had an actual team. He's never really played the sport, but he works hard at it. And he's he's very much like Bokuto. He He's gonna be the top dog, but that's because he's working hard. And I love that character dynamic. It's the reason why Hinata got 40% of the votes. Because there's more people that relate to Hinata than Kageyama. Yeah. And it's not to say that people don't like him, because... Some people like Kage. I don't like Kage.
0: <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of him. I don't hate him by any means. I don't means. hate
1: him, but yeah, I don't. You know,
0: would. I'm just—he's just not not me- not best boy in my opinion.
1: Oh, definitely not. No. <clears throat> uh, I really relate to characters like Asahi, where it feels like no matter how much you like something and no matter how hard you work at it, there's, ob- there's always somebody better than you, and it it feels easy to get discouraged by that. Yeah, So I like all these different character dynamics, and this season is really bringing its A-game because we saw them rise from nothing into the champions of their prefecture, and now we get to see them go up against the best of the best, the the people that helped them get where they are, because they wouldn't be where they are without Nekoma and Fukurodani. And they beat Shia Torizawa, whose ace was the third best player in the high school age, like the 18 and younger youth division. Yeah. And Boguto's like, now if I beat you guys, I will have beat him.
0: Was uh, Shira Torizawa the same prefecture? As... Yes. Okay, so they, they didn't get to go to nationals.
1: Nope. Uh, Shia Torizawa did go to nationals earlier that year because they beat Aoba Jose but they were defeated by Karasuno in season 3 so they do not get to go to nationals okay so the way they do it is that each prefecture gets like their own little mini tournament and then the winner of that tournament goes to nationals so Tokyo is an exception Tokyo actually gets 3 teams that goes to nationals
0: but Tokyo is so big that
1: yeah, I think uh, some of the other larger prefectures get multiple representatives too, but Tokyo gets the most. Yeah. So they they get the two representatives and then they get a guest representative. So the two representatives are the first and second place winners and then the guest representative is the, like, two losing teams from the finals or semifinals go up against each other and whoever wins that gets the guest, which in this case was Nekoma. Okay. So, Yes. And then the two Tokyo representatives are Fukurodani and the one team with the god-awful yellow and green uniforms.
0: It's so hideous.
1: It's so hideous. They're an unripened uh, banana. Uh,
0: it's, uh, like, I don't even care if it's still yellow and green, but...
1: It's, just it's the ombre.
0: The, the, it, just, it wasn't the right color of yellow and green yeah it's
1: so bad they're not the worst uniforms but they're still really bad yeah yeah so yeah that's but i i don't know if we thoroughly explain why you guys should watch haikyuu but trust me when i say you guys should watch haikyuu like i i have such a hard time recommending sports anime to people because i feel like you have to have some level of interest in the sport. Or at least in the characters. I think Yuri on Ice is something that I never quite invested as much as I should have because while I loved the characters and I loved the storyline, I could never get into the actual figure skating because it never took the time to try to invest me in figure skating. But the people who were into figure skating are like, oh my god... This is so accurate. This is the most accurate thing ever, and it sucks because it's like you feel like you're missing out on something that really could have been sold to you a lot better. And same with like
0: you, you just feel you're missing half of the story because yeah, it doesn't explain that part.
1: Yeah, exactly. It feels like why is why are you interrupting my cute romance anime with this figure skating? And I even mentioned, like, there's certain characters in Yuri on Ice that I just absolutely hate because I felt like they were just thrown in there. And one of my my friends who is a figure skater explained to me, he's like, oh, that character is actually based off of this real person and they did a really good job turning him into this character. And I'm like, oh, I just thought he was a fucking boy toy that was thrown in there just to make a ship happen. And he's like, yeah, they they kind of did that too. But if you knew the person he's based off of, you would really love him. And I'm like, I don't. And it's unfortunate because they don't develop his character very well. So, but Haiku never has that problem. I, it's rare that we're introduced to characters in Haiku that I just don't immediately love, or at least eventually learn to love. We have a cat meow. Ow fuck and Those are claws <laughs> you're allowed one fuck <laughs> but yeah so i think even the characters that you f- at first hate in haikyuu you'll learn to love and the development for characters even though it's based on sports it feels so genuine like i don't know anybody that didn't fall in love with suki
0: yeah i love suki <laughs> He's I great. love
1: Suki. Suki had the best character development. And I love that when he's riding the bike, he still has his arms crossed. Right? It's so dumb. I love he's, him so much. He's
0: just like, whatever. I, I have to be out here bicycling. Babysitting. Babysitting you two, but I don't have to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I I liked that I described uh, Suki taking, like, Kageyama and Hinata to go on their jog. It was, like, the equivalent of taking the dogs out for a walk.
0: I mean, it really kinda was. It was like, (laughs) uh basically hinata's like the pomeranian
1: (laughs) just running back and (laughs) forth
0: running back and forth and then like kageyama's like i don't know a husky or something he's like Like, that
1: big dog that needs to go out otherwise he's gonna be barking all night yeah yeah
0: (laughs) oh what a dork
1: (laughs) yeah hinata has the zoomies and Kageyama is just, he'll be restless and grouchy. Yeah.
0: So you need to take
1: him out and get all that energy out. It's great. And Suki's just like, oh my god, why am I why am I doing this? I don't want to take these children out. And I love he threatens them. He's just he, like...
0: He's just like, okay, when I say it's time to go back, we're going back, or I'm going to mm-hmm. leave you in a place with zero public transportation, and you're going to get fucking lost. <laughs>
1: I love Suki. I love him so much.
0: <laughs> he's so great.
1: He is in- incredibly smart, he's incredibly talented, and he has zero patience. It's so great. I also love that his brother is, like, the ultimate big brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: He's so nuts.
0: His big brother loves him so much.
1: I know, right? Right. I love Tanaka's older sister, so we get some cool shit with his sister this arc. Ah, yes. So, uh, in season three, we saw for the very first time that Karasuno got their own cheer squad, which is something they never had before because their school just didn't have a great volleyball team. So we see that, you know, Tanaka's sister really stepped up for the cheer squad. Just like you guys need to be loud, you guys need to be enthusiastic, and they need to be able to hear you. And that was one of the major turning points in season 3 for Shiatori against Shiatorizawa's that Shiatorizawa's cheer squad was incredible and they had like the taiko drums and the cheerleaders and all that stuff and Karasuno's they just had like the little plastic cups. Yeah. Yeah, so, we see that even when Karasuno was cheering at their loudest, like, Shitorizawa pulled the rug out from under them by singing their school's anthem or whatever, and it was a really cinematically incredible moment, like, I think anybody who's studied any kind of film could watch that scene and just be absolutely moved by it. It's so fantastic. It had no business being that good. They step it up this season yes so because we learned that uh in season two that tanaka's older sister actually uh she's in college and she's actually one of the captains of the taiko drum club she's bringing fucking taiko (laughs) drums
0: fantastic (laughs) i I love love her
1: so much she actually brings her whole team
0: that's great i love it
1: (laughs) And she's like, no, this is... I'm excited. Yeah, she's like, this is no big deal, because we need a practice anyway. So we're killing two birds with one stone. Also, Tanaka is the most underrated character ever. He is destined to be the next ace. Asahi is basically even training him to be his replacement. And he's doing jump serves! Yeah. He is so great! Tanaka's fantastic, and everybody ignores him because he's the hetero. So... (laughs) Because
0: he's the hetero. Yeah,
1: he's the one that we know for a fact is hetero, and everybody you can't ship him with any of the guys so everybody ignores him i mean
0: we're also fairly certain that nishinoya is
1: yeah but everybody ships nishinoya with asahi so they they overlook that okay even the stage play actor who played nishinoya in the original stage plays actually shipped him with asahi (laughs) so
0: uh okay but i'm i'm A little disappointed he didn't get a face full of tits.
1: I know you are. I'm
0: also a little disappointed he didn't get slapped because of it.
1: (laughs) I love that she caught him. She just
0: catches him. Just
1: I love. Are you okay? I love that she caught him though because, like, when I first saw that scene in the manga, like with her just like holding him there, it was like an adult holding a kid who tripped. (laughs) Like, she wasn't even phased over the idea that he was thinking these pervy thoughts. She was just like, oh, my God, little boy, are you okay? (laughs) And it's so funny because her character is fantastic, too, because she actually used to be made fun of for being tall. Like, everybody used to be like, oh, you're tall like a boy. Like, And so she always got pegged as, like, this tomboy because of her height. And it was actually Tanaka that told her, like, utilize that. You should be happy that you're that tall, because you're better than all these, like, short girls. You don't have to be dainty or anything. You could be the most amazing person ever because of your height. And so she started playing volleyball. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really fucking cute. Oh, my God. I love them. I love all my children. They're so great. Uh,
0: so haikus great, because not not necessarily because you know like there's the best boys like oh maybe it's just because we're older but it's like oh look at them all they're they're all my children they
1: are my children Q more like when did i adopt 136 kids yeah when did i evolved, adopt nine volleyball teams
0: yeah basically
1: they're all my children and i love them so much and Every Haikyuu fan I've ever met feels the same way. Whenever, like, I talk about Haikyuu, I very rarely ever hear girls talk about, oh, this character's so hot, or this boy's so dreamy. I always hear them talk about, like, this is my son. This is my stupid bird brain son.
0: This is my idiot child. (laughs) I love him.
1: Yes. My idiot children are doing stupid things again. But I love them for it. Also, he is everybody's glass cannon bird. He's such a timid bird. He's so cute. He's that bird... He's that crow that definitely, like, collects, like, hair things or something.
0: All all of the hair things. Like,
1: shiny shit. (laughs) Also, uh... You get to learn fun things about the characters, like... When you dive into it, like, Asahi actually was gonna join the poetry club if he hadn't returned to the volleyball club. Okay. Because he loves poetry, and he has feelings.
0: <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, during the uh, drama CD, for uh, like, the Christmas drama CD or whatever, they did, like, a little skit with all the characters... Uh, Asahi actually wrote a poem for everybody in Karasuno as a Christmas present.
0: Aww. And they won't- extremely adorable, actually. They won't let
1: him read it, because they're like, Asahi, enough with that sappy shit. (laughs) (laughs) They keep interrupting him while he's trying to read his poem. And it was because, like, uh, Christmas happened right before uh, they left for Nationals, too. So it was like, he was, like, reading them a poem about how he felt about them going to Nationals. He's such a good boy.
0: He is. I love Asahi.
1: Me too. And I am super excited for people to see what he brings. Because, like, everybody from their prefectures was like, oh, yeah, he's... Or everybody from Carson knows he's, like, the softy. He's... He's the sensitive one. He's the glass cannon. But everybody in Tokyo just knows him as the samurai of Karasuno. Because not only is he one of the tallest people there, but he wears his hair in the big samurai bun at the top of his head. Yeah. And when he spikes, it shakes the room. He is the, like, toughest spiker there. Like, even compared to, like, Bokuto, who is, like, a powerful spiker that everybody knows, Asahi just hits hard. It is an earthquake when he hits the ball.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so puts a little bit into perspective with Hanada taking a spike to the face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which, mind that? you, he was a bit rusty at the time, and even Nishinoya like, mentions, he's like... Oh, God, as conscious. Asahi, you've been slacking off. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, it's... I love when Hinata gets in the face. Yeah. Somebody did a uh, spike to the face counter. I saw that. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was... Uh, and there's definitely more to come. So.
0: Uh, so, so new season of Haikyuu obviously. Um, is is there gonna be any new stage plays that you're aware of?
1: Uh, the stage plays are actually ahead of the anime by quite a bit. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, the stage plays aren't too far off from the manga. So they they'd actually continued the stage plays like before the stage plays in the anime were about neck and neck. But when the anime took its really long hiatus, the stage plays kept going. Okay. So they have replaced their casts multiple times because a lot of the actors either move on to bigger projects or they age out. It's It's not easy to continue playing a high schooler. Yeah. When you're like actually aging. So like, I know It's
0: it's it's not like uh who was it? Steve Buscemi? Mm-hmm. With the with the skateboard, like hello, fellow students. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, and mind you, a lot of these actors were out of high school when they played the roles in the first place. Yeah. So there was very few of them that were high school age when they got these roles. Uh, one of the few was uh, Kunimi's original actor Arisawa Shotaro, who was, I believe, seventeen or eighteen when he got casted. So he was in high school, very late high school, a bit older than his character, but still around that age. And that was his first major role. But now he's doing much bigger and better things. He has not played Kunimi in years. Uh, His next major role was Token Rambu, which is why I know so much about him. Uh, He's Kane Sada. And he's recently just did a movie nice yeah he got casted in a television drama that just got its own film and it's i i saw the trailer for it and i'm like holy shit okay (laughs) (laughs) he's also in west side story right now yeah so those are really cool he was really excited about west side story cool yeah so uh i know that asahi's original actor justin uh he started in television dramas he used to do like a lot of those like weird B-list shows. Uh, then he did High Q for a long time. He was actually out of the Karasuno third years. He actually lasted in the stage plays longer than anybody. And then I know that he spent like a few years living in Australia because uh, he's half Japanese, half, half Australian. And I don't know if he's doing any current shows, but he does update his Twitter regularly with what he's doing. I All know right. that he's no longer in Q though. All right. So yeah, like everybody from the original High Q cast has moved on, but they are they are still doing shows. It's not getting quite as much attention now because anime stage plays become more popular and there's much more diversity for them. Yeah. But damn were they good. <clears throat> they were some of the best. I still think they're some of the best actually. <laughs> so I think the uh Summer of Evolution is still the best High Q stage play. Like, it's good. It's good shit.
0: Uh, Check it out if you can.
1: Yeah. It's good shit. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think we have too much more to talk about. So I think this will be the point where I say...
0: Spoiler alert! Major,
1: major manga spoilers. So if you guys want, we're going to go ahead and cut it off here. If you guys don't want to be ruined for this, because... Most of the manga fans have actually been really, really good about not spoiling this shit. Yeah. So I don't want to be the person who ruins it for you. Uh, We want to thank you guys who are anime only watchers. Thank you for listening, and we will hear from you guys next time. Or I did not do a poll this week. I will be returning with the polls next week. I apologize about that. Yeah. That was my fault. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys check out our Twitter at uh. Kawaii, cast, Kawaii pod. cast pod, or check out the Crackbrain uh, Discord, where there is a Kawaii Cast Discord channel. So, yep. Uh, thank you guys and All that bye. Fun stuff. And for those of you who are sticking around, let's talk about the manga a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so I am almost completely caught up on the manga. I'm a few chapters behind. Uh, Tyler does not read the manga. I do
0: not read the manga. I just don't care about spoilers.
1: Yeah. So. One I want to talk about the reason why the Mia twins are so fantastic, and is one of the best things ever. So, uh, Atsumu Mia, he's the one that actually went to the training camp with Kageyama and he is uh, Inarizaki's setter. If you couldn't pick that up from the training camp,
0: no, I I couldn't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, his twin brother plays a. I believe he's left wing spiker or he's middle blocker like he not. I'm pretty sure he's left wing spiker. In fact I'm like 99% sure. It's been a while since it's I read that. It's
0: that chapter. 1% that'll get you though.
1: Yeah. He's but he does do spikes. He's kind of the opposite of his twin brother. Uh what makes them so special is that when they have like that moment that all of the opponents have when They see Kageyama and Hinata's, like, super quick special attack or whatever. Uh, One, they're surprised by it at first. But two, they replicate it. Like, immediately. Like, the first time they do it, they overshoot it a little bit, and so they fail.
0: Clever bastards.
1: But they start doing it almost better than Hinata and Kageyama can. And that's a huge turning point because Hinata and Kageyama thought that they were the only ones who could do it. Because Kageyama's a genius and Hinata can jump really high and fast. And they're like, nobody else could do this because you need that perfect combination of all of these specific elements to make it work. But the Miyu twins just show up and are like, we could do it too.
0: Fuck you guys. They're like, we... Check this out. Hold hold my beer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we saw it once... And that's all we needed. And they just learn how to do it right on the spot. And one, the thing that makes this so fantastic, is Suki's reaction. Because remember, Suki is their genius blocker who has learned everything he knows from Kuro. And the first thing Suki says is, I have seen that attack more times than any human being on this planet. And I have been up against it during practice matches more than any opponents we've ever faced. If anybody can stop that attack, it's me.
0: Yeah, I love Suki. (laughs) He's so great.
1: So Suki becomes one of their key players in that match because he knows how to handle it. He has had to deal with Hinata and Kageyama more than anyone. And he's like, bring it on. But the other really significant thing about the Mia twins being able to do that. And this is something that's pointed out is Hinata's reaction because up to this point, Hinata felt like he needs Kageyama because Kageyama is the only setter who could do that, who can serve that, you know, perfect ball to him that allows him to do that attack. But now here's Atsumu Mia Who can do it too. Like even Oikawa couldn't do that. And Oikawa is like one of the best setters we've ever met in the series. And he can't do that shit. Yeah. And even tells Hinata he can't do that shit. But Mia Atsumu can. And this proves something to Hinata. He's like when he graduates Karasuno and he goes out there to play volleyball with other people. That there are other people out there. Who can play volleyball with him.
0: Yeah, so so he doesn't feel like he's just going to be stuck with Kageyama for the rest of his volleyball career.
1: Yeah, which is really significant because in the current arc, Hinata is on a professional volleyball team, and the setter is Atsumumiya, which nice. is fantastic. <laughs> And the Hinata Kagayama ship is fucking sunk. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, I hate that ship. I hate it so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't ship anyone.
1: I don't really ship anybody in Haikyuu either, but Hi-Q. I loathe that ship so much. I
0: avoid much. any sort of shipping with this series because it's like <laughs> uh, so bad. Why? Yeah. I just,
1: I loathe that ship so much with a burning passion. Anyway, no offense anybody ships it, but I'd I hate it. Uh,
0: I will offend people who ship it. <laughs>
1: There's something wrong with you! The other major spoiler I wanted to go into, which is actually something that happens after the Inari Zaki match. So this happens against the Seagull team. I forget their team name, because it's something weird. Because
0: they're fucking seagulls, and it doesn't matter.
1: No, uh, this team actually does matter. So the one kid that we also met at the training camp, the one with the white hair that Kageyama sees jump, and then he's immediately like, Hinata can a Oh, that. the
0: one with the weird eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He, he's
1: on the seagull team. Okay. And his goal is to be the next little giant. Okay. So he's exactly like Hinata. And so Karasuno goes up against that team. And uh, it mentioned in season two that Tanaka's older sister actually went to Karasuno the same year that the little giant went there. And she'd actually met him on more than one occasion. So she actually finds out where, like, which college he's in. And she actually invites him to come watch one of Karasuno's matches. And it's that match. Mm -hmm. And so she introduces the little giant to Hinata.
0: Fantastic.
1: It's so great. That
0: sounds amazing.
1: And it's that match where it's like the two potential new little giants in a matchup against each other to see who's going to be the next little giant. And it's one of those absolutely fantastic moments where you get to learn not to meet your heroes. (laughs) Unfortunately. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) The Little Giant no longer plays volleyball. He actually hasn't played volleyball since high school. Uh, He ended up going into college on like... He's like a math major or something like that. And he doesn't even play volleyball for fun anymore. He actually got so discouraged by his last match in Nationals that he's been too afraid to play.
0: Oh. And
1: he actually never really took the title little giant seriously. He didn't even think anybody cared about it.
0: That's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, so it's one of those things where he like finding out that he not a uh, learned how to play this game because of him and because of that match. He's like, "Oh, that's that's really cool, but it's not something I really care about." Yeah. But he does watch the match and he gets really into it. And then he points out, he's like, if I had to choose between like the seagull kid or Hinata to be the next little giant, it's definitely the seagull kid. He jumps higher. He He's actually a wing spiker and not a blocker. He has all of the attributes to be the next little giant. And Hinata is falling short on all of that. But it's also a great moment of awakening for Hinata because he's no longer following in the little giant's footsteps, but he's learning to be his own person. Yeah. And he gets a reputation as well. Uh, He gets referred to as the ninja of Miyagi after he graduates because uh, after high school is over, he decides he wants to find his own way of playing volleyball. So he actually flies to Brazil And he plays beach volleyball. And everybody there is so fucking impressed with his volleyball. They're just like, man, is everybody from Japan a fucking ninja? Because you're a ninja. (laughs) So he does get the reputation as being the ninja Miyagi.
0: That's amusing.
1: And he also learns that sand is a lot harder to jump in. You think? Than being on a hardwood floor. And he's also told by everybody, like all of his coaches and everything, they're like, uh, it's not unheard of for an indoor volleyball player to switch to beach volleyball, but it is unheard of for an indoor volleyball player to switch to beach volleyball and then switch back to indoor volleyball. Like, nobody's ever switched for the sake of training. And so they're like, Hinata, just because nobody's ever done it, though, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You should definitely do it. Yeah. And when he's in Brazil, he runs into Oikawa. Who's actually there because he's training with uh, another group that's playing indoor volleyball. Like, it turns out that uh, Oikawa's idol, kind of like how Hinata idolized uh, the little giant, Oikawa's was actually a Olympic volleyball player from uh, that area of the world. So he didn't even admire the Japanese teams. He admired... Like, a team from a completely different side of the planet. And so Oikawa's like, I want to be on that team someday. So he went and did a college study in that country so he could learn how to be on that team. Yeah. Which is hilarious because Hinata and Oikawa run into each other in Brazil of all places in the world. And then they end up posting on social media that they're hanging out and playing beach volleyball together. And Kageyama and uh, the one guy from Shiatorizawa, Ushijima... Are both just like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> it's so fantastic. Like, and then Ushijima, uh, the Seagull Kid, and Kageyama all end up on a team together. And then the other team has Hinata, uh, Mia, uh, Bokuto, and the guy with the face mask from the banana team. <laughs>
0: stupid banana team <laughs>
1: it's fan-fucking-tastic we never find out who wins nationals
0: yeah that's disappointing i
1: think it's Fugaro but no, that's just because i wanted to be fukuro <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's just that's just your head cannon.
1: yeah so but yeah so there's all the major mm. manga spoilers that i've been holding in this entire episode so if you guys stuck with us through this i'm sorry I revealed every major plot point from the manga so far. But I had to get it out because I had to say it. That's fine. Yeah. And I did give you guys warning.
0: so. You did.
1: Yeah. So if you guys stuck with us this long, thank you. Uh, same spiel as before. I won't repeat myself because I know you don't want to hear it. Um, I want to thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.